Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. My name is Michiel because I'm originally from Belgium, but please call me also Michael, whatever whatever suits. Um, I'd like to talk to you all about our OCO app, of course, because uh, that was the, to- the topic, OCO, the revolutionary new pedestrian crossing app. But before diving into, of course, the OCO app, I'd like to give you some brief background on uh, when we started, how we started the company. And how we, of course, ended up uh, being here in the United States, because I'm calling from New York City. Um, and I'll, of course, will be uh, myself will be at the ACB convention next week in Schaumburg. Generally speaking, um, the product is called OCO, and I'll talk about OCO uh, just in a bit. But our company actually is called AYES, and it's A-Y-E-S. And that's also where you will find our boot during the convention, which is boot number 24. Again, reach out to, to me whenever you're there. I'd be happy to, uh, to give you more information about our product as well. But basically, we, um, we started off uh, around almost two years now, back in Belgium. And back in Belgium, like two years ago, we, we uh, have a blind family friend, actually. Uh, his name is Kenny. And through talking and, and just knowing Kenny, um, we got to learn what challenges blind or low vision pedestrians have when navigating uh, just outdoors and, and streets in general. Um, and myself, I'm uh, one of the co-founders of the company. I co-founded the business together with two other uh, business partners. Actually, one of mine, one of <laughs> the two is my best friend and the other one is uh, my brother, actually, my older brother. And all three of us are computer scientists. Uh, with um, a lot Michael, of expertise in artificial. Um, Angela, can yeah, you sure. give out the CEU code, please? Yes. Um, CE is beginning is 75556. I was talking a bit about the background. So, myself and my two other co founders are all computer scientists with expertise in artificial intelligence. Um, and of course, these days there's a lot of uh, things going on with AI, with, of course, one of amongst them is uh, ChatGPT. But two years ago, uh, we started to realize, because we were all working at different companies, we started to realize that, for example, self-driving cars can drive autonomously on the highway. Why can't we assist blind and low-vision pedestrians to navigate the uh, just the crosswalk or the sidewalk in general um, at like two, three, four miles an hour? So that was the main idea uh, to leverage similar uh, techniques. And those techniques comes down, of course, to interpreting, uh, interpreting the visual surrounding and translating that to any type of feedback. But at the same moment, because, uh, of course, there's a lot of visual uh, feedback or information that you can interpret. But generally speaking, what we've got to learn at the same time was one of the most interesting challenges which is being able to cross the street in a safe way. Um, and of course, we got to learn that a lot of cities all over the world, it, it started off in Belgium, of course, but we then realized it's just gen- gen- uh, generically an issue all over the globe, is that a lot of cities uh, aren't accessible or not to a certain level, accessible when it comes down to pedestrian crossings. And mostly, of course, when, and I think uh, most users or most people that are listening here now uh, do know an APS or an accessible pedestrian signal. It's a physical device that the city installs to convey the walk or the don't walk signal. Uh, so whenever you know, you can walk or don't walk. But generally speaking, again, uh, these aren't installed uh, in a lot of cities or just generally in a lot of places. So on one side, uh, that's something that we've noticed talking to a lot of users in Belgium, in the Netherlands. And that actually triggered us to develop the OCO application. So I'll talk a bit more about what OCO is all about, which is, of course, our main product and, and uh, only product right now. Um, OCO, to start with, it's pretty funny, actually, because uh, the company is called Ice, but the product is called OCO, and you spell it O-K-O. But OCO actually stands for human eye in some Slavic languages, 
which is pretty cool. Uh, and that's also why we, we chose it. But it's also pretty short to remember and also pretty distinct for any other language because the reach of our app is pretty international. But what is OCO all about? So we set out with our application is to use the smartphone camera, the back camera of your iPhone, and to translate visual feedback into audible vibration or visual feedback as well. Um, but ma mainly in the beginning of, of our story, we started to focus on conveying the pedestrian signal status. And it's good to emphasize what we define or what OCO defines as a pedestrian signal, uh, which is three statuses, actually. On one hand, you have the tone walk signal, which is a red hand that is officially seen. Then you have as well the walk signal, which is a white walking person. And then you have the countdown status, which is a red hand with the amount of seconds counting down. So those types of lights, of course, can be seen at most uh, pedestrian signalized intersections. But of course, in some rural areas, there's no pedestrian signal and OCO won't work. Um, but what OCO does is we use the smartphone camera to interpret that pedestrian signal. So imagine you're nearing an intersection, you're using a wide cane or a guide dog, and you know by feeling it uh, with, your, uh, with your wide cane, the curb or the truncated domes, it's at that moment that people open up the OCO application. And what we provide is we translate that pedestrian signal into any relevant feedback. So imagine you're there and the tone walk signal comes on. We will provide you an audio and a vibration feedback to indicate that don't walk signal. And it's a bit similar to what you're probably used to with the physical audible signal. So whenever the don't walk signal comes on, it's a very slow sound and a very slow vibration, as opposed to, for example, the walk signal, which is a very fast ticking sound and a very fast vibration as well. So it's very distinguishable feedback to indicate the walk signal is on, the don't walk signal is on, or even the countdown signal is on. And one, on, one on one side of things, of course, we provide information whether the walk, don't walk, or countdown signal is on. But on the other side of things is also we, or a lot of users actually here in the US, use our technology for two other reasons as well. One of them is orientation. Again, imagine that you're at the intersection, you feel with your white cane or the guide dog or any other cue. What happens is, imagine that your parallel street is on your right. A lot of people start scanning from the left with their phone uh, to, the, to the parallel street to orient themselves and catch the light at the other side of the road. And that provides them, in addition to what the status is of the light, also where to line up and make sure that they uh, can cross the street. In addition to um, the orientation aspect, we also noticed that there's another challenge related to crossing streets, streets, which is veering off into traffic. And that actually brings me to one of the tips and tricks that is very important uh, on how to properly use our application. So I'll mention that first into, and then go into the, the veering off topic. But generally speaking, the, the best way to uh, use our application is by holding your phone against the chest at the chest level. And the screen is pointed against the chest and the back camera of your smartphone is pointing forward in the direction of travel. The reason why it's so important to hold it at chest level is one thing, of course, it's a good height to capture the light at the other side of the road. But on the other side of things, Holding your phone against a chest at chest level means that wherever you are intended to walk into, so the intended direction of travel, the camera is also looking in the same direction. So again, it's a bit related to that orientation aspect. You always are going to orient yourself, or sorry, you always are going to orient your phone in a direction that you are also going to uh, be walking in. And I think... It's something that we've learned by talking to a lot of people here in the United States. If you hold it against a chest, which is pretty more, I mean, it's more ergonomically to hold it. And what we've also noticed, again, from our users here, is that a lot of people for added convenience or ease of use, 
they uh, prefer maybe a lanyard or a pouch, something that uh, makes it a hands-free approach and hence the, the phone is hanging around your neck or around some sort of uh, neck, necklace or lanyard, let's say. So it can be either held by your own hand or some sort of like necklace. So again, you're there at the intersection, you're holding a phone either with your own hand or with the lanyard. Then now deep diving a bit deeper into the fearing off aspect. Imagine, for example, the walk signal comes on and you'll get notified through our OCO application. The moment that you're initiating your crosswalk and you're going to veer off is also the moment that the feedback will stop. Um, and that means that a lot of people, whenever they're uh, feeling that they're deviating and the feedback will stop, that they're reorienting themselves, uh, of course, left or right, depending on where you're going, to catch uh, the light at the other side of the road. And a lot of people like that, uh, let's say, spatial corridor where they always follow the sound to reach the other side of the road in a straight fashion. I do need to say, of course, that in addition to our service, you should always rely on your own uh, orientation and mobility skills, your wide cane, your guide dog, whatever you're using, because we're not a substitute of any of these uh, uh, technologies or skills, let's say. We're just another great tool in your toolbox that you can use to be more confident while crossing the streets or get an extra confirmation whenever uh, the walk signal comes on, for example. Um, I think that's most of the, the things that I uh, wanted to say related to um, the OCO app and its functioning. Given that we're a pretty young company, um, we're always evolving our technology because we actually just recently launched the OCO application here in the United States. All the way in the beginning, I told you guys that I'm originally from Belgium. So in Belgium, OCO has been there for a little over uh, a year and a half now. But OCO is pretty new to the US. And that's why we launched it in March this year. And we actually moved our company from Belgium to New York in May uh, to fully focus on the United States, making sure that we're building an even better product for users. And that's why we're always looking for feedback to listen what you or your experiences with the application and how we can move uh, our OCO application even further and develop even more uh, functionalities. I think a, a great, let's say, benefit in using our technology is that on one side, of course, it's a very scalable technology because we use a smartphone camera to identify the light that is just present in the physical world which means that you're not reliant on any installation of audible signals anymore. Uh, you can just use it wherever you're living here in the United States and also while traveling from one city to another, which is pretty great. So the scalability is something that a lot of people like. And on the other side of things, it's also important to note that our application or the, the software, let's say, it runs on the, sort of, uh, on the phone locally, uh, which means or results in the fact that no Wi-Fi, no stellar connection is required to be able to understand whether the walk or the don't walk signal is on. So that's also a good thing to, to note. In addition to, of course, the fact that everything uh, is processed locally. So again, no Wi-Fi, no stellar connection required. The minimum requirement of our technology to work is an iPhone 8 or newer. The Let's say the biggest change in, for example, an iPhone 8 versus an iPhone 14 or 14 Pro is, of course, uh, that it will run so much faster on newer devices. It's pretty normal. They have better hardware, uh, better computer chip, a better camera and everything. So it will be better on newer devices. Um, and it will also consume less battery, of course, on these newer devices because everything is uh, more efficient as uh, newer iPhones are getting introduced. And that's one of the, might be one of the questions as well. But these days, we're not focused on Android. Uh, there's multiple reasons to it. On, on one side of things, we're a pretty small company. We're with four people, so the resources and time are also a bit limited. Um, but on the other side of things, there's quite some technical barriers to overcome to let our software work on Android. As I quickly mentioned 
Oco is running software locally on the phone, fully offline. Um, and that requires a tremendous amount of computational power. Um, and unfortunately, most Androids won't be able to run Oco as of today. Uh, but of course, we hope at some point that we might be able to scale both in resources, but also be able to optimize our algorithms such that we can also focus on Android, of course. But being in the space and being being to uh, putting resources uh, where they should be put at, we've just learned that uh, most people, uh, let's say not most, but in terms of percentages, that the majority uh, still is on iOS. And that's also why we, we made that decision to first focus on that and then secondary, uh, hopefully soon, of course, on Android. Um, and I think that's about it on uh, on what we do here at uh, at ICE and what we do with the OCO application. I think with that, um, I'd like to open up uh, the, the Q&A already um, and would like to hear anyone's experience, if they experienced already our app or if they're new to the application and something was unclear, feel free to... Uh, to answer, uh, to give me a, a question, um, and I'll, I'd be happy to uh, to answer them for you. Ben Blatchford, um, I just had a question regarding the um, regarding um, uh, Oco on like uh, on like uh, I don't know if you've heard of this company called called ARX. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of the company called ARX. They're like a it's like a smart glasses type thing. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I've I've seen him uh, at season actually in March. Yeah, um, is there is there a possibility of Oko working on something like that or not? Not as of as of yet. You know, um, you know, because the, the good thing about the ARX is that it, it it doesn't require its own you know processor. But I would assume <laughs> I would assume that you know since that doesn't work on Android, it, you know. Um, you know, an ARX is only available on Android. Um, you know, that would be a challenge, I'm guessing, to implement that. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I think it's it's a great question, of course. We we know uh the company, but of course they're right now only on Android as opposed to we only being on iPhone. Oh okay. Um, so, yeah. that, so so that so that's I mean, right now that won't work. But mm-hmm. it's indeed a, a beautiful thing to not have like uh, a dedicated battery because they're like connected with a cable to the phone. Exactly. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, my my change, of course, but Apple's also has their downsides. Um, right now, I think it's pretty hard to wire a cable to your phone and be able to get access to compute power uh, through an external uh, glasses like the ARX. Mm-hmm. Um, so might be, but uh, it could be that I'm wrong, of course. Uh, but right now, that that would unfortunately be in, uh, a possibility. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Next, we have um, two one seven seven three five. Good afternoon. This is Ray Campbell. Meet Michael. We we've been talking a little bit over email. Nice to um, uh, talk with you this afternoon. Um, so. I took uh, Oco out for its paces in downtown Springfield a couple of weeks ago, Springfield, Illinois, where I live. And uh, I noticed a couple things I wanted to ask you about. One was that it didn't seem, the app doesn't, didn't seem to pick up all of the signal, the signals at the intersections I was coming to there. I know there are some intersections where there are signals, but it wasn't picking them up. And then some it did to give me okay. the information. The second thing I noticed is that a lot of accessible signals, physical ones, actually will say walk sign is on to cross whatever street you're crossing. And I noticed um, OCO doesn't do that. Is that something that uh, could be added at some point to allow you to, you know, using an onboard map or something or teaming up with uh, Apple Maps or something to be able to tell you what street you're crossing uh, along with the walk and don't walk? Uh, yeah, overall, sure, nice tool. <laughs> yeah. All right, good, good to reconnect. Ray. Um, maybe to to go a bit deeper into the first question. So, um, it, it can be, but I'm not 100 sure, of course, uh, with your situation. But we can also talk a bit more uh, afterwards, and feel free to reach out as well 
to mention like which specific intersections Oko was working on and which uh, it wasn't working on. Because of course, it's it's always, let's say the minimal requirement of our technology is the availability of that pedestrian signal. Um, and it's okay. really like the red hand and the white walking person. I do know that in some places here across the United States, that there are some older uh, pedestrian signals, which verbally have the text, don't walk and walk. Um, and there our technology is not working on. So it might be that it's, a certain intersection that still has those older um, traffic lights in place, or maybe there's just no pedestrian signal and only only a traffic light for cars, which in turn also Oko doesn't look at or interprets. So maybe I don't know if you 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 have a better understanding of of what was going on, but I'd like to learn more um, on what that situation is. Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, I want to go out and do some more work again with it. it yeah, um, sure. Just to see. It, it, maybe it was me too. It's the first time I'd used yeah. it, and it was uh, it was um, doing that. So um, yeah, sure. And, and then the yes, yeah, so actually, actually, the other question yeah. I was the other thing it brings to my mind is, and I'll let somebody else speak. But the other thing it brings to mind is so. If you have an intersection where you normally have to push the button to get the uh, get the longer signals across, do you have to push that button before the OCO technology will work to tell you if it's walk or don't walk? Yeah, that's that's totally correct. Because indeed, at some intersections here in the United States, some do require that you need push that pedestrian push button because otherwise the don't walk visually don't get gets changed to the walk signal. Um, and what a lot of people have figured out actually is that they didn't even know that uh, they needed to push a certain button because if you're relying on search of traffic and you feel that search of traffic is going on your parallel street, you're also going to uh, start initiate your crossing. Uh, but it might yep. be that visually the don't walk signal is still on um, and that you need to push a certain button. And some people actually figured out that intersection that they were used to crossing that they figured out through using Oko that that was the, the case, let's say, um, okay. that you needed to push that button and get the walk signal. But I think yeah. one of your earlier questions was also related to um, the the opportunity, let's say, to uh, get a queue like walk signal is on to cross street XYZ. Um, I think that's definitely something that we're actually working on or trying to see to what extent uh, we can get that in. Uh, which is a bit similar to some of these audible physical devices. Not all do it, but some do it. Um, and I think it would be a great value to know, uh, to get the confirmation, the walk signal is on and which street I'm crossing at. So indeed, as we're constantly developing the app, those things might uh, come to to, uh, to the Oak web. But thanks for sharing. Very very good. Uh, thank you. And I'm and I'm real pleased that it vibrates, too, because that's a real good thing yeah. for people who are deafblind. So I'll, exactly, uh, I'll yeah. hang up and let's I'll get off and let somebody else speak. Thank you. All right. Thanks, uh, Ray. Veronica Elsie. I would really like the idea. Some of ours, when we have signals, they're like practically in a different zip code from the intersection. So it'd be great that if OCO detected the signal, there'd be something where we could actually push the button from the app itself without having to go walking halfway through our county. Um, That would be wish one. But there's another problem that we have now that we have this nice app to help us with signals. My city is putting these beacons everywhere and these hybrid beacons and they're all different kinds and some of them have a red phase and some of them are just a flashing yellow light and some of them they're all different phase and they're deciding that they're a lot cheaper than the signals and do you know if it would be at all possible for oko to detect anything with those beacons in the future maybe to to or go a bit deeper in the the first wish so you would like to have like uh some through through the app for example to virtually push uh, actuate the light is that what you mean or yeah so that we wouldn't have to go turn around and walking halfway back down the block and then come back and okay. line up again yeah that, that's stay. that's an interesting uh that's an interesting route and again yeah it's also something that we've already collected as as a request from others as well um and as we we go down the line i think that would be a definitely interesting one to also partner up with traffic engineers because that's ultimately then what you need to do 
to be able to virtually push a button, um, which is in turn also interesting for people in a wheelchair, for example, something that we've noticed as well, that sometimes it's hard to push the button. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting use case and uh, I've definitely wrote it down as, uh, as one of your wishes. Um, and the second one related to the, the red-orange uh, flashing beacons, yeah. I think generally speaking, given that we're using the smartphone camera to get yeah, just visual information in and that we're processing that uh, on our side, I would say defi- a definite yes, we can definitely, um, let's say, detect those uh, types of uh, situations, let's say. Same is true as well with like detecting the, the crosswalk, for example, because there's always and also a crosswalk related to that flashing beacon, mm-hmm. um, which is, of course, a great wish. I don't, it's, I think maybe the first time that I've heard, I heard there was one, oh. uh, that one. Um, it's one thing, of course, to develop an AI system that is able to detect it. But for us, it's also, and that's where we uh, very much focus on and emphasize on, is to be very intuitive in how you, um, provide the feedback because we don't want to be too much disturbing people, but yet, or I would say minimize the amount of feedback, but maximize amount, uh, the, the efficiency or the usefulness. Um, so of course, there's a lot of things that, uh, are getting requested by our users amongst the thing that you just requested. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll definitely write it down and maybe down the line, we should be able to, to assist there as well. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. All right. We have Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Nice to meet you. Hi, Michael. Nice to meet you, too. Um, My question regarding the um, app that I have heard you talk about. um, First, I have an iPhone 6 Plus, um, which they do not make anymore. So um, will will your app work in this phone? And uh, second question, um, you have to have the phone in your hand for the app to work. Um, I'd be a little leery about that, especially because I go in the city on and off. I don't want to get my Mm -hmm. phone swiped. Um, Um, To to answer the first question, an iPhone 6S, unfortunately, is too old to to run our complex software on. The real, the bare, I mean... The bare minimum is uh, an iPhone 8 because the software to be interpret the, the visual light, so the pedestrian light, is pretty heavy. So to really get a good experience, uh, it's only from an 8 and up. Um, and I think the second one, of course, it's not the first time that we hear that uh, concern, let's say. Um, that's why a lot of people also use a lanyard or pouch. I mean, they, they come in all sorts. And there are so many manufacturers these days. And ultimately, that means that the phone is connected with a lanyard around your neck or around your wrist or even around your belt. Or I mean, there's so many opportunities there, um, which makes it more safe for you uh, to hold that phone while, of course, it's attached to some sort of like cord, which is in turn attached to your body. Uh, so a lot of people that have that fear, let's say, uh, go and buy uh, a certain specific lanyard for their specific uh, type of iPhone. I'll have to look into those. Maybe Amazon or some some place might yeah. carry those. Yeah, sure, sure. But unfortunately, on the the iPhone 6s, uh, that won't work. Uh, or the Oco app won't really work on the, on that one. That's too bad. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. That's I mean that's the way it is. We we need to make sure that things are. Uh, reliable and, and efficient. Um, and that's why we, we set those requirements. Understandable. Thank you for your time and safe journey to the convention, sir. Yeah. Thank you very much, Rachel. Have a good one. You're week. welcome. Yep. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Deborah Kendrick. Hello. Uh, well, that, that last discussion of the lanyard was a perfect segue to my question um i have had a a, i'm a long time uh independent navigator and i've had some medical complications in the last few years so that i'm reinventing how i travel and it takes two hands i have to have a um, mobility device in one hand and a long white cane in the other 
And I have tried a couple of lanyards. Um, one was meant for waterproof and I couldn't make, I couldn't do voiceover gestures through it. And the other, well, anyway, to get to the point, I have, I have to have a hands free way of, um, using the app and one that is thin enough that I would still feel the vibrations if I don't hear it. And I wondered if you um, have specific ones that you've seen to work extremely well for people that you would recommend. And I, I want to add to this, too, that I've used it because I'm reinventing my mobility style. I am working with an orientation and mobility instructor right now, and we took Oko out for a brief test drive uh, just cool. so I could feel what it was like. And it's, I, I can say it was really kind of thrilling um, <laughs> to, to have it uh, tell me. But the, the first couple of times she did have to, you know, I was, I was lined up and I, with the, with the crossing and I was holding the phone in my hand be, because I, you know, was with her. So I, could put one hand on the phone and she had to turn my hand to look at the light a couple of times. And that was kind of troubling because I thought, well, if I was by myself, how Mm -hmm. would I, how would I know? So, so that's two things, but the main thing I want to know about is do you have lanyard recommendation? Um, Yeah, I think to, to answer your main question, uh, we are actually still figuring out which is the best lanyard. Uh, okay. We're getting uh, lots of information from users, but ultimately there's also a lot of iPhones. So going from the iPhone 8 to their newer one, there's at least 10 different iPhones. So you need to find 10 different pouches to support any other iPhone or any other request that comes in. Uh, so right. I don't know which one you have, of course. Uh, I have mostly, a 12 Pro is my phone. It's, it's yeah. a 12, yeah. Yeah, mostly what, what is interesting is um, a lanyard, which is, yeah, I would say just like a normal case, but underneath, so where you charge at the lightning port of your iPhone, there's mm-hmm. like two rings where certain cords go through, uh, and then you can hang the, the phone around your neck. Uh, maybe a good thing to mention for, for others that were thinking about it as well, it doesn't matter if the uh, phone is up or down. At least, uh, at, at least it needs to be in portrait mode. So that means if you're holding your phone with a lanyard around the neck, it will be probably upside down, and it will still work. Um, I think, to be honest, the vibrations. Of course, it, if you if you would feel them, then uh, with that lanyard hanging there, it, it definitely depends on let's say the clothes that you're wearing. If it's maybe winter. And you have a big coat, <laughs> then the vibrations won't come true, maybe. Not but so think, much. <laughs> yeah, but I think the benefit, of course, and that's something that we quite recently uh, added as an update, we made an improvement in sound. Um, before the update, mm. some people said, like, it's pretty hard to hear the, the audible cue through the phone because if you're at an intersection, it can be very loud, of course. So what we've done is to, or we added actually, a much higher pitch uh, such that it's more distinct in those uh, amb- ambient um, environments, let's say. So I, I would say, or I would argue that the audible cue will be always understandable in any circumstance or situation. Uh, but it's a, it's a pretty, pretty hard question to answer. Like what's the real recommended lanyard or pouch? Cause there's just generally too much <laughs> available on, on Amazon or any other website. Um, but definitely, if I if I know or come by some pouch or uh, lanyard for a twelve pro, I'll definitely uh, let you know. Yeah, I mean, I've I've already purchased three of them, and for one okay. reason or another, they don't work. And so, have you thought about? I mean, here's just a suggestion, and maybe it would be more trouble than it was worth. But have you thought about once you locate one or two or three that work? for the most popular phones just mm-hmm. selling selling them yourselves yeah, or would that be more trouble than yeah yeah we're, that's actually something that we've been thinking of and maybe 
getting it with our logo on, like the Oka logo or the Ice logo or right. whatever we can do. So, yeah. And there's multiple, because there's so many vendors of those lanyards that do like some sort of like branded uh, pouches or lanyards. So definitely, I think that it is on our radar once we've like yeah. found or identified a good one to also broadcast it on our website or just generally in the community, uh, yeah, whether then we cool. would sell it on our own or that we just send you through uh, an Amazon, for example. But it is good to hear you say that the phone can go in either direction because the one day that yeah. I did my little test drive with my instructor, we kind of debated that. She thought it had to be right side up, and no, I, yeah. I, I don't think it really matters. You no, know, yeah. but it, so you, it needs to just be in portrait mode because landscape mode is not working, and it's also just right. generally not comfortable to hold your phone like that. So it's just right. portraits, but either right. it's up or down. That doesn't really matter. And I think that's yeah. for everyone in the audience, maybe a good insight as well. Well, if anybody so else, yeah, thank you. And, and just, it's just a really cool app. Just keep doing what you're doing. And I would say if anybody else here has a 12 pro and has a perfect lanyard, you know how to find me, I think. So, okay. <laughs> thank you, Michael. My pleasure. Uh, hi, Michael. It's Michael here. Yes. The first thing I want to say is that uh, the vice president of our state affiliate uh, is a gentleman who is uh, in his early 80s, and he recently downloaded OCO and absolutely loves it. I get at least one or two calls a week from him telling me how wonderful it is. Uh, well, he lives in Great Bend, Kansas, where, oh, it's a town of about 25,000 or so, and none of the streets are very wide. Uh I'm a legally blind guy, but I'm also an orientation and mobility, a certified orientation and mobility specialist. And uh, my question is this. If installers would put the push buttons where they belonged, whether they had locator tones or not, uh, it would be much easier. But that's never going to happen. Only about 10 percent of all push buttons are located mm -hmm. where the ADAG says they should be. Now, if you have gone to find a push button and you've pushed it to get a walk sign, one of the biggest challenges in orientation and mobility, or at least one of my biggest teaching challenges, is getting squared off uh, to make a straight street crossing from the point where you found the button and, you know, getting back to where uh, your your square off ought to be. And my question is, you say that... Uh, OCO has uh, some ability to help people avoid veers. Uh, I assume it's sort of beaconing on the location of Ooh, the yeah. actual flashing uh, uh, flashing signal. Um, my, my question is, is there a cookbook or a particular set of instructions to use in saying, okay, once you have uh, hit the button and you've got, you're getting the signal, Oko is going to do this, this, and this. You hold it here, and this is going to help you square off for a straight crossing. Okay, so if I understand your question correctly, it's it's the action from pushing the button and then squaring up yourself. Exactly. And, can, and, 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 the, and the button, is it an audible button or is it just a non-audible button? Well, we're going to assume it's a button which simply is oriented to activating the signal. Ah, okay. Yeah, great question. Um, okay, I totally understand the question. I think normally, and we're all about uh, engaging with orientation and mobility specialists, by the way, because um, that's the ultimate way to reach people and they're the ultimate person to also educate at the same time how to properly use OCO. Uh, but that putting aside, um, I think what we've learned through ONMs, through, through users, of course, is that um, but again, yeah, it's it's not the the golden standard. But we always say to try to find the truncated domes. And again, yeah, it's not everywhere. Uh, but if they're there, that's the ultimate way to to open up our app. Right now, what our app does is to just inform you what the status of the light is. Uh, but down the line, we're trying to also give you a better sense of alignment, like maybe go a bit more slide right or a bit more slide left, um, while or in such way, of course, that you indeed what you mentioned, that you can easily or more easily square yourself up, line yourself up and make that uh, straight crossing. 
But the same is true for whenever or throughout crossing the street is that if you're veering off left or right, right now that the feedback will stop the moment that the light is no longer in line of sight. But ultimately where we try to go as well is that we can provide you a certain cue if you're veering off right, that we provide you a cue slight lift to get back on the, the let's say, the walk direction that you were going in to reach uh, a straight uh, direction. And we're, we're, we're brainstorming on a lot of things, maybe to say like traffic light at 12 o'clock, traffic light at 11 o'clock, such that you know like where you should orient yourself. Um, and that's why we actually engage so much with users to talk to hundreds of people or even more thousands of people to find, find like the common ground on how we should properly and in an intuitive way provide more feedback that helps you either square up or get even better uh, in a straight way across the street. But I'd okay. like to, my, I, I'd like to, uh, to again, uh, engage with you, given that you uh, are an orientation and mobility specialist as well. You can always reach out to me. Um, I don't know through uh, this panel that I can share my uh, email and my phone number, but feel free to, to give me a call or write me an email and we can talk a bit more on uh, these things. And I would also like to, learn more about uh, the VP that you mentioned that is loving the OCO application and lives in Kansas. So reach out at the earliest convenience if you like to. Excellent. Thank you very much. One other very quick question. I have not downloaded OCO yet personally on my own cell phone, and I use a 20SE. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it is an Apple product, but uh, the question is, uh, most of the iPhones just have a number, but do you work with the SE series? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a great SE is a is a great great iPhone because it's the most affordable, of course. Um, so the 2020 is a perfect device. As again mentioned, we we run iPhone 8 or newer, so the SE 2020 is definitely way newer than uh, than an iPhone 8. So that would definitely work. So try it yourself on uh, your personal phone. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Michael. Next is Jane Abbott. Hi, everyone. Hi, Jane. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, my question is, okay, some streets, like they're two-way and you cross part of the way and then you step on this, um, I don't know what they call it. It's, it's a walkway. Middle Island. Yeah. And um then you have to cross the other way. I mean you, you you stay straight, but you have to walk um you know across both ways but one traffic's going one way and then once you cross that little uh sidewalk or whatever mm -hmm. then it um goes the other way. So how does Oko handle that or does it? Yeah. Great question, Jane. Uh, I think you, you specifically mention or mean the middle island, like a certain place where you can stand. And yes, if yes. I, if, so giving some more background maybe for her. So there's like one uh, yeah, crosswalk with a traffic light, then there's a middle island, and then there's another crosswalk with a, with a traffic light. All we do with OCO is to give feedback on the first crossing that you're uh, so the first crossing, meaning what the status is of that pedestrian signal at that crossing, and provide that feedback to you. The moment that you're nearing uh, or about to near that middle island will also be the moment that the camera will catch up the second light for your second crossing. Uh, so rest assured, we will always focus on the first crossing, and whenever you're yeah, it's depending on the layout of any other intersection. But whenever you near that middle island, it will pick up the second one and automatically gives you an audible or a vibration cue to notify you what the status is of that second light, if that makes sense. Oh, that that is fantastic. I personally don't like those kind of crossings because they can be a little tricky. But now that I know that it would handle that, that's wonderful, and thank you for your time. And um, I will not be at the convention, but uh, it sounds like a wonderful product. And 
I'm 74, so I don't cross too many streets anymore. But if I were to, I would certainly try to use OCO. Yeah, that would be great. And again, yeah, feel free to reach out at any time. We love to, uh, to, to chat with our users. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Jane. Have a great one. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Jane Perry. Um, actually, the other two callers kind of answered my questions, but I live in a very rural area. I live on Cape Cod. There's not many audible pedestrian signals, but we do have a few. <laughs> and I'm actually <laughs> advocating to get them. Uh, my question is, you need to have the audible pedestrian signal in order to use the OCO app. Is that correct? No, 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 not at all. So we, um, to be very specific, we don't rely on the availability of the audible signal as we look visually at the pedestrian signal, which is right across the street, showing the red hand to indicate don't walk and the white walking person to indicate the walk signal. So the, that's the great thing, let's say. We're not reliant on the installation of these audible signals, let's say. Uh, and it works regardless of uh, of that. So you can use it everywhere, uh, whether there's an audible yeah. signal or there's no audible signal. And that's, let's say, the huge benefit for many users because uh, it's rather the standard that it's not there uh, as opposed to that it's, it, that it's there. That's great because that was my concern is, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> does it have to have the audible? Because mm -hmm. we only have like maybe three, okay? <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I live in a tourist or, 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 town, but we only have three. And I keep telling them that when they put the lights in or they renovate the lights, I tell the traffic engineer or the town engineer, where's the audible? <laughs> and people look yeah. at me like I got 12 heads. But my other question <laughs> is, so this will work with it uh, because I can't see the light. I'm, I am mm -hmm. now have no vision, but I did have some vision. So that, that's really great. Now, what about the locator button on the pole? Will that give me information as to where the locator button is? You mean uh, by using OCO and finding yes. the, the locator tone? Uh, yes. Right, right now, we only provide uh, or we visually interpret the walk signal. Okay. Or I mean, I need to say the pedestrian signal, which entails walk or don't walk. Okay. Um, okay. That, so that right now, be, we do. That would be helpful because like the, the mobility instructor said the same thing, that you walk and you find the button, but then the button isn't very close to where the crosswalk is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so you're going to yeah, turn around true. and you got to find it. And it's like, you're paying back and forth, back and forth. So it doesn't work. And to the lady that was talking about the beacons, we have several beacons in our town because they're less expensive, but we just installed a beacon light to go across a state highway to go into a park. And we use the Hawk signals. Are you familiar with those? Because it's the beacon, the flashing beacon with the talking, the audible. So I was wondering if that would work, which it probably will. So what's it, what you're saying, it doesn't work with the beacons. But no, it might, not, not right now, yeah. But Maybe it might, in the future. Yeah. Okay, might, might work with the, I'm going to try it with the, with, the, with the Hawk signal. Because that's an up and coming thing because it's less expensive. And, it, um, and you're going to use OCO for the Hawk signal? It solves the problem of, ca of cost. So thank yeah. you very much. But the other thing so that, is, with, with also with the splitter islands, when I travel in another another city, um, what about floating bus stops? And then that's I'm well done. Uh, I'm not sure what a floating bus uh, stop uh, situation. Well, if I have, like, have like the sidewalk, okay, and then the crosswalk, and then the bus stop might not be right there. You might have to go out a little bit. It's what they call a floating bus stop. It's a lot of, it's, it's in the major cities. You might want to check with um, some people on this call that's helping you out that has major cities, but we live in rural, but I, I know okay. they do exist. So thank you very much for all your answers. Yeah. And, your, and I look forward right. to trying out the app. Thank you. Bye -bye. Yeah, sure. Enjoy it. Thanks again. I will. Abby Taylor. Uh, is there when the walk signal and don't walk signal are on and the app picks that up, are there messages on the screen that voiceover will read or is it just for, uh, vibrations and beeps? Uh, great question, actually. So uh, visually, there will be uh, a top bar uh, on your iPhone that also 
uh, has the letters walk signal, don't walk signal, or countdown signal. Um, every oh, time, okay. Yeah, so every time a signal is detected, voiceover will automatically uh, focus on that area. So it, it will once speak out don't walk signal, and then it will start to give a slow vibration or a slow sound when don't walk is activated. And for walk signal, it will voiceover will say walk signal, and then the, the fast beep or fast vibration will, will launch. Um, so I think, I don't know if that really answers your question or... Yeah, that does, yeah I, I, that's, I was wondering if it, if it will read that. That's great because yeah. I don't know, you know, at first, until you know what all the sounds are going to sound like when you first get it, it would be nice to have that audio, you know, that verbal feedback until you get used to the sounds. And then, of course, I can always turn off voiceover if I don't want it. But that's what I would like to, to, you know, to start with until I get used to it. That would be good to know. So, yeah, that does answer my question. Thank you so much. All right. Abby, yeah, thank you very much. Have a great one. You do the same. Thank you. Max Crawford. Hi there. Uh, my name is Maxwell. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Max. Hi, I wanted to know, do you know when the app will be available in Canada on the App Store? Because I've, I'm able to find it on the American App Store, but not the Canadian one. Thank you. Great, great question. Yeah, I saw it actually in the Q&A popping up. <laughs> I was still going to write an answer, but great that you, uh, you asked this for everyone. So I can answer it to also to everyone. Um, generally speaking, how it works or how Oko works, it's using artificial intelligence to visually interpret the light, of course. Um, and we always fine-tune that artificial intelligence from one country to another. Um, so the Oko application is available in the US, in Belgium, in Spain, and Japan. So only four countries in the world. Um, of course, the main driver of that is that every pedestrian light visually looks different from one country to another. Um, so in Europe the lights are even totally different than here in, in, in the US, which means that there's a totally different software going on in Europe as opposed to here uh, in the United States. So that's one of the main drivers why OCO, for example, isn't available in Canada, nor yeah, in any other country that you can think of that we're not there yet. Um, given again, we're still a younger company. We do have the main focus on the U.S. right now because it's a big country, a lot of users that we can uh, try to get our software to. Um, so generally speaking, there's no real timeline when the Oka app will be available in Canada. Um, but given that, of course, yeah, crossing the border, whether it's physical or virtually, it's not too far from the U.S., let's say. So it makes sense for us to as let's say a next step to try to, uh, to get it also to Canada. Uh, but again, the main focus remains right now in the U S. Uh, so I can't really share like any timeline on when Oka will also become available in Canada. Thank you. Are, are you Canadian or you're, yes, I, I live in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. I'm Canadian. Yep. Okay, cool. And, and how is accessibility over there? Well, when it comes down to the audible signals, maybe to be very specific. Well, some there's some lights that are, uh, some streets have audible signal signals in Windsor and some streets don't. Um, now other cities are more accessible, like Ottawa, and the street okay. curbs where I live um, are not very accessible. We don't have street accessible street crossings, as far as I know, in Windsor, but they do have that in Ottawa. Okay. You know, so you know because that's the capital of, of uh, Canada. So anyway. Uh, you know, but there's hit and misses with that. So okay, it means yeah, that we don't have a lot. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, happy to, to. I think there's also on our website, and it's for basically anyone that is not in the US, there's also uh, some sort of like sign up for beta, uh, which means that you will become a, uh, we will put you on a waiting list uh, to notify you whenever, for example, we would launch our services as well in Canada in this case. Okay. So you can always go to our website, we, sorry, website, which is A-Y-E-S dot A-I. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, my pleasure, Max. Have a great one. You too. Thanks, man. Zoom user Linda H. iPhone. Hello, hey, Linda. I'm, I'm Linda H. And I live in, um, I live in um, well, it's Albany, New York, but we also call it Smallbany, New York. So, But I will be at the convention. How do we find you? 
and I'm willing to donate whatever. <laughs> you can make a lot of money <laughs> with it, your fundraising, you know, that you walk across the street with us, you get a lot of exercise at the convention. <laughs> <laughs> but here's my, but but uh, there's also a, a state convention later this year in Albany, and we'd really love you to come. So I'm just yeah. trying to try to. Well, sure. what can I bring you from Smalbany that wouldn't contact you? Anyway, no, that's um. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe to 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 go already in the second question. Yeah, we we were actually in touch with the ACB chapter here in uh, the Greater New York ACB uh-huh. chapter, as well as the Westchester. So I don't know if you know Rodney. Or Martin, uh, but I they are also, also the trying. To, yeah, so they are also mm-hmm. trying to uh, get me to um, yeah the, the the convention in I think it was in end September or beginning of October. That's right. Uh, so you're a rock uh, star. You're a rock yeah, star. Yeah, so, so we're we're <laughs> actually I think we're we're trying to get like uh, also a presentation there, like coming from yeah, New York yeah. to uh, to Albany. So yeah, I, I sure, think we will be sure. there for sure. Awesome! Um, that, and, that is and great news. To to answer the first question for. Stopping by, um, <laughs> we have a booth at number twenty-four, so two four, okay. Okay. Um, okay. and the company is called Ice. Uh, yeah. So don't All look right. for Oco, look for yeah. Ice, which is booth twenty-four. And pretty funny, well, actually. I, I, I mean, yeah, because you you you'd want to look for Oco, or for yeah. people of my generation, you'd go Yoko, you know, like Yoko <laughs> Ono's. Let me get down to my serious question. Um, I live on a street that with a lot of T intersections. So, um, and of course, I'm, I'm also, uh, I, my pronouns and my identification are I, she, her, that sort of thing. So that holding the, um, <laughs> well, I did hold babies up to my chest and, and packs and such. So, <laughs> but anyway, so, so we have to think about, about all that, where, where you position your, uh, mm-hmm. your, 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 what happened yeah, is sure. these T these T intersections. Um, one day I went and I said, "Oh, I'm going to pull this out." Now I may have raised it too high, but what happened is that it, you know, the pole, the pole. When I held it up, it wasn't lined up with a pole because the pole was, of course, I'm I'm ready to cross at the T. You know, the the big street where the the other street that I'm trying to get to is coming into. And so um, the pole, you know, it didn't line up with the pole. My husband went back behind me to, you know, turn on the light so I didn't have to do that square off point. But it never saw it. And he said, well, think about it. He said, it's on, you know, you, you're crossing into where you're crossing is on one side of the of the street coming in to the to the big to the T. And he said the pole is, you know, on the corner on the side of that street. And he said, it's not straight across from you. He, and I said, well, I thought the guide dog just guided me around that. He said, no, because <laughs> you're crossing the main street. You know, you're crossing the, the through street. And you're, you know, the street that you're, 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 we're crossing is coming in to that through street at a T. And he said, there's another intersection, if you think about it, that you, you will cross on the other side of that street. And it's the same deal, you know. <laughs> Uh, so what, um, I don't know. So that was, uh, yeah, da, da, da. And so that is the real question. What you do at T intersections? Um, it's Ooh, a good I question. Stumped. <laughs> <laughs> stumped you. Um, but there are places, you know, where, you know, New York City is, is just, you know, with its, it's pretty square. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then there are places in Albany where you can find some nice square corners. As there will be and in, do, in do do to 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 as or ask also a question do does the intersection do they have the truncated domes like the textile pavements? Um, do they have at the street corner? They yeah, have the, the sh- curb ramps. Yeah, they got okay. they have curb ramps. Okay, I think. I mean, yeah, just trying to imagine what's going on. Uh, I think at, if you're at the the elevated ramp or uh, yeah, the truncated dome even. Um, you should open up the app right there. Right. Um, and what we what we always say is um, you should point away from the parallel street. So imagine uh, yeah, the the T yeah, the, the I don't know how to even uh, say it in words, <laughs> but like the, the parallel street is on your left, which is like the yeah. Yeah, this one was on my right. Yep. 
Uh, on the right, all right, yeah, then then do right, uh, and then you're trying to cross the the T intersection. So the parallel street is on your, your right. Sorry, mm-hmm. you tr- you should try to again at the truncated domes rotate from away from that parallel street with your body with the phone against your body, and then mm-hmm. rotate slightly towards the right to that parallel street. And the moment that the uh, camera will rotate with your movement of your body there will be a certain point in time that it will catch the light at the other side of that T-intersection. Um, and you'll get notified about that as well. But I think what's interesting, and I wanted to point it out for you and, and all others as well, at, the, at our at our boot, we will have an actual pedestrian, a physical pedestrian light, which will be there hanging part with electricity. So all we, all we try to do there is then mimic as it would mm-hmm. be that you're at a certain intersection and I, yeah, I, I would love to show you like the, the best way to use our app sure. and then you can take it home to Albany and then maybe we see each other in September again, uh, to, to go more in detail. Okay. Uh, okay. but it's, it's those yeah. things like hop over to our booth and I'd like sure. to, uh, give you would more in person. Sure. Would a photo from Google earth help? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You can also send that to me as well already. Uh, you can do I it. Come. I get on my phone. Okay. I'll do yeah, that. Sure. You, 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 you can. You can send me an email at michael at A-Y-E-S dot A-I. Maria Christek. Hello. Hi, Michael. Nice to meet hey, you. Hey, Maria. Am, nice hello, to meet you. I'm, I'm also in Albany, New York. <laughs> really? Uh, so, yeah, what a coincidence. Small <laughs> world. Yeah, so um, looking forward to meeting you in Schaumburg again in September, too. Um, my question is, I was wondering, and actually I was happy to hear when you were saying about Slavic language. I actually, um, Croatian is my native language. So uh, when I did see OKL, okay. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and actually my question relates to that. So um, because I do have the U.S., I, I don't know to what extent, and I, no like liability issue, I'm going to have someone you know with me, but I'm just kind of curious. Um, like when I go to visit there, um, you know, to what extent are the uh, pedestrian signals, you know, pretty standardized in Europe, like you were mentioning in Belgium yeah. and in Spain and such working, would there be a chance that, um, you know, it, it might work if I were to try it? Or do, does the app in the US app store, is it like an actual different, you know, US optimized version that you yeah. know, probably won't do anything in, in Croatia? Uh, great great question. And it's pretty funny. Of course, yeah, Oko is also creation for ISO. You yeah. immediately uh, knew what we we're talking about. Um, <laughs> but to answer your question, uh, yes and no. Yes, oh, no. So no, it's the same application. So whether you download it in Belgium or here, but yes, it is optimized for the US. So within uh-huh. the application, but of course you 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 won't notice it. But within yeah. the application, there's one AI model for the US and one AI yeah. model for Belgium and Spain specifically. Uh-huh. In Europe, Europe, let's say most traffic lights are pretty standardized, so they're mostly the same. So I would argue that it would work in uh, Croatia as well. Oh, um, the, only, the, the only thing, and it's, it's a bit of a way around, because right now we haven't much focused on, uh, let's say, users traveling from one continent to another and using our app there as well. Uh-huh. Uh, but what, what, what you should do if you really want to make sure that you're uh, wanting to test it in Croatia or, or yep. anywhere else in Europe, sure. what you need to do is you need to go to your iPhone settings, so the general uh-huh. iPhone settings, and change yeah. your country from the US oh. to Croatia, for example. Because what OCO does is we grab the uh, country from your iPhone settings uh-huh. that you're in, and that uh-huh. actually drives which AI is being used. So, for example, most people in the US, of course, are sure. on uh, country region US. Hence, yeah. OCO knows which AI to pick. But, for example, in Belgium, all people are in Belgium, so sure. we can pick that country, and hence we also know what, which AI to use. Um, so if you're planning to do that, of course, make sure that you uh, think about that as well. Uh, but sure. I would say try it out in Albany as well, and please, I would love to visit you at... Uh, I guess at the convention I have. Yes, thank you so much. I have in Albany. Actually, my on my work commute, I have a four-lane intersection that does not have an accessible signal, and it's worked great. And actually, to your point earlier about having to push the button, um, there are some signals now, like this intersection that I'm referring to on Broadway, um, where they've installed a camera that is supposed to connect with 
like the traffic signal so it dynamically senses okay. when there's a pedestrian versus a vehicle yeah so you actually don't i don't believe you actually have to push the button and i don't know how okay, dynamic cool. it is in terms of you know the time allowed but yeah like i it's been so it's so great i mean for the first time in like six years of you know living yeah. here that i've been able to have that confirmation that the light is actually my okay, face wow. and when the countdown starts and such so yes i, I very much appreciate all, all of right, your work cool amazing yeah pleasure to meet you uh, <laughs> next week as well absolutely thanks all right Michael. take care mary yeah you too yeah bye-bye bye bye okay let's see if we can uh um harry gorman um i uh, i've used the app i'm in chicago and i'm 75 or almost 75 later this year so and i'm crossing streets um i was wondering whether um i know you changed from the the clicks to the high-pitched and uh, some people didn't like the high pitch, but I did. Um, are you putting that back? Um, we are actually going to push uh, a new version pretty soon. I think it will be either this weekend or early next week. Mm -hmm. uh, what it will do is the pitch, I mean, the what you're experiencing right now, it will remain the same, but we'll give uh, people the opportunity to choose for a low, normal, or high pitch, let's say. Uh, which in turn, um, yeah, results in the fact that we try to find some sort of like middle way yes. uh, into what you prefer, as opposed to some people indeed uh, preferring the older uh, audible cue. Right. So don't worry, you you should be fine. And I mean, it, it will be a setting to to change like <laughs> the, the certain pitch. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. Lovely to hear that you uh, that you like the high pitch, and I think you also uh, <laughs> met my uh, my other co-founder William. Right. Um, well, yes. The um, um, I, I purchased a. Uh, I don't think people are going to want this, but a Pelking mobile phone chest mount harness <laughs> um, okay. that I've been using with uh, with the thing, and that's designed for people who want to take uh, long videos, I guess, and it it mounts. But it's kind of a bulky thing, so I don't. But it, it it's worked for me. And anyway, I think it's a wonderful app. It works really well, and. Um, um, I also, I know if people send map intersections to you, I think you're able to, or you're able to look them up somehow on, um, you know, if people tell you about intersections, uh, tell you the name of a street crossing, you're able to look them up and figure out what the lights are, right? Uh, yeah. Is that, yeah, is okay. that something that you would like to provide? Well, it ha no, it, it happened that you resolved an issue. We found, um, a light that, uh, where it didn't work in Chicago and, Okay. And uh, Willem uh, uh, said that he uh, looked at the intersection and figured out the reason. We thought it was like an old um, mm -hmm. dust-covered or dirt-covered. <laughs> if um, I may interject, we only have one minute. And okay. Ending CE code that has to yep. be given here. Uh, I'll I'll let you go. I'll see you next week. Yeah, sure. Pleasure to uh, to meet you and see you next week, Terry. Right. And. For those who need it, that code is seven four four eight zero. I'm not sure if we can take the final hand race or is no, there no time. We are okay. out of time, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> okay, unfortunately. So <laughs> yeah, so much, the Michael. one that still has raised, tried to uh, come to the convention or reach out to my uh, to my email, which is Michael at AYES dot AI. All right, thanks a lot, everyone, for tuning Thank in, you. and hope to see all of you at the convention next week. All right. Thank you very much for uh, Belinda and Angela. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Right. You're welcome. <laughs>